to see today's photo, go to mtforchrist.org or follow me, M.T. Clark, on Facebook or Twitter. Good morning. Today's photo of a palm tree and a dockside view of the setting sun comes to us from Shane Onyafrock, who shared this scene on social media from his visit to the Sunset Cafe Bar and Grill in Cocoa Beach, Florida, yesterday. Shane has been sharing photos of his vacation to Cocoa Beach and Disney World, and I am following in Shane's footsteps, as I will prayerfully uh, be getting on a plane to Orlando later today. Um, full confession here, I am composing this message Thursday evening, and currently there is snow falling at my countryside home in Easton. I am praying that my trip won't be delayed, as my wife, stepkids, and I will be leaving at the, for the airport at 3.30 a.m., so, Lord, guide our path. Speaking of the path, let's not worry about things beyond our control today and trust the Lord to bring us to where we are supposed to be. He does work all things together for good, so let's keep walking and talking with God until we get there. In the meantime, it's the third day of Lent, and before I get to Disney World, we will continue with my personal walkthrough of Gracia Grindal's 40-day journey with Martin Luther to observe and celebrate, celebrate the Lenten season. In this walkthrough of Grindel's devotional, it is our hope that we will get to know Martin Luther a little better as we seek to draw closer to the Lord on our journey to Resurrection Sunday, or Easter. And so we continue with journey day number three. And Martin Luther writes, I do not bind myself to such words or syllables, but say my prayers in one fashion today and another tomorrow, depending upon my mood and feeling. I stay, however, as nearly as I can with the same general thoughts and ideas. It may happen occasionally that I may get lost among so many ideas in one petition of the Lord's Prayer that I forego the other six. If such an abundance of good thoughts comes to us, we ought to disregard the other petitions, make room for such thoughts, listen in silence, and under no circumstances obstruct them. The Holy Spirit himself preaches here, and the one word and one word of his sermon is far better than a thousand of our prayers. That was from Martin Luther. And the biblical wisdom uh, today comes from Acts 2, uh, 46 through 47. And the word of God says, Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Then our devotion uh, recommends a moment of silence for meditation. And so we uh, instruct to pause the podcast or stop reading and sit quietly for 60 seconds or a minute, 5, 10, or 15 minutes, or however long you feel comfortable with and have time for. Focus on your breath and the calm stillness in the present moment. That is always available to us in God's creation. Meditate on Martin Luther's comments for the day and the content of today's biblical wisdom. And now that you've finished meditating, uh, we move on to the questions to ponder. And the first question is, what is the difference between an abundance of good thoughts and just thinking too, of too many things at once? 
Well, based on Martin Luther's statements, the abundance of good thoughts would be significantly different from just thinking too, of too many things at once because of the source of the thoughts is the Holy Spirit. When I think of just thinking too many things at once, I get a picture of anxious thoughts or worry as so many things are coming to mind. I have to do this. I have to do that. What about this? What about that? That interior dialogue seems to be from the world, the flesh and the devil. And just be, and because just thinking too many things at once doesn't seem to lead to peace. Whereas an abundance of good thoughts would bless us with peace and joy. The fruit of the Spirit uh, comes from the Holy Spirit and will bless us and guide us in the way we should go. Next question is, how can you tell the difference when you pray? And what might you do if you find yourself thinking too many things at once? Um, you can tell the difference when you pray because the abundance of good thoughts from the Holy Spirit would keep you in prayer by giving you peace and gratitude for what the Lord is revealing to you. Whereas thinking too many things at once would be more likely to take you out of prayer because they would impede your concentration or cause you to abandon prayer to do other things. So if you're thinking too many things at once, you should go back to the scripture, read the word, um, and ask the Lord to you know, reveal its meaning to you. Keep the conversation with the Lord going, and that will take care of those too many things at once. Uh, the next question is, Luther believes that when we focus on God's word, the Holy Spirit speaks to us in the abundance of good thoughts that come to us. Why does Luther insist that hearing what the Holy Spirit has to say is more important than our prayers? Luther insists that hearing what, hearing what the Holy Spirit has to say is more important than our prayers because the Holy Spirit is God, and divine revelation is what man is looking for, wisdom from above. Our knowledge is finite and limited, and so we should recognize that when God speaks, we should be silent and listen. How much, and the next question is, how much of prayer is listening? How do you listen in prayer? How do you know you are hearing God and not yourself? I believe that half of prayer is listening, or it should be. I have learned to talk to God like a friend, and I ask for help and guidance, and, and will pause to listen for God's answers. While I haven't heard an audible voice from God yet, I have received thoughts and impressions in my mind that I believe have been the Lord speaking to me. One way I know that I am hearing God, and it is not myself, is that his answers usually are spoken with scripture. The language of the Lord is the Bible, or it reveals things, um, his words reveal, his thoughts reveal things I, di I didn't know or calls me to do good things I normally wouldn't do. His answers give me wisdom, help, and guidance in righteous living. We move along to the psalm fragment from our daily devotional here, and that is uh, verse, uh, well, Psalm 138, verse 3. And the word says, On the day I, was, I called, you answered me. You increased my strength of, strength of soul. And we move on to journal reflections. And then uh, the first prompting is, remember times 
when you have been praying and your mind has suddenly been filled with good thoughts? Were they from the Holy Spirit or your own distractions? How do you know? The times I can recall when my mind has suddenly been filled with good thoughts, I believe, were from the Holy Spirit. The good thoughts would, would concern things like how I was saved or good things that I've that, that have happened to me since coming to Christ or how I've been forgiven or how I've been set free. Those good thoughts often include scripture and guide me to, good, to do good works. My distractions, on the other hand, <laughs> cause me to consider things of the world, lead me away from prayer, and would cause me to worry. The Holy Spirit's thoughts give me peace and joy. My distractions would give me anxiety and fear. That's how I can, I can know. And then uh, the next prompting is reflect on times when you've been, you have s simply been silent during your devotions. What comes to you? Describe one such time in detail. Well, recently I sat, I sat quietly in prayer, just waiting on the Lord and a brother in Christ that I haven't hadn't thought of for some time came to mind, and I got the impression that I was supposed to reach out to this person just to check in and to encourage them. It was an overwhelming compulsion that had to be answered. Uh, so I sent a message inviting this person to a chat, and it led to being invited to a ministry he ran. To encourage, to encourage people um, with my testimony and to encourage this man's faithful work for the body of uh, body of Christ and not only I not only got to share my appreciation for this man and his friendship but was able to share my testimony with some of the people he ministered to uh, to encourage them in their faith that's what happens when we listen to God in prayer we do good things we wouldn't have thought of on our own, and it ends up blessing us as well as the people we are sent to help. The next, uh, the final uh, prompting in the journal reflections asked, do you experience singleness of heart in your life of faith and in your prayer? If so, describe the experience. If not, how might you achieve it? Honestly, I'm not sure what this prompting means by singleness of heart, because the text above it doesn't really mention it. But as I understand it, I think singleness of heart would mean that we are trying to do God's will. Our heart is after God's heart, and we are surrendered to, to doing His will. In prayer, I hope to be of one heart with the Lord, because I want to do things His way, and preface my prayers with an understanding that I want God's will to be done, not mine. And... Our devotion uh, starts to wrap it up with the prayers for the life of faith, and it prompts us to pray that you will be given the ability to concentrate in your prayers so you can hear God's word and the Spirit more clearly and fully. So we pray, Lord, let me hear your words clearly and fully when I am in prayer. Help me to concentrate on what you are trying to tell me and to receive the understanding you need me to have to do your will and represent you on the earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Then finally, they provide us with a prayer for today, which says, Holy Spirit,
Enlighten this time of prayer for me. Teach me to know when you are speaking and to listen to what you have to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's Bible verse comes to us from the Quick Scripture Reference for Counseling by John G. Cruis. This morning's meditation verse comes from the section on communication, gossip, and lying. And today our resource shares Proverbs 16.20, which says, He who heeds the word wisely will find good, and whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. Today's verse falls under the 12th point of our Counseling Reference Guide's resource section on communication, gossip, and lying. Or the 13th point, my bad. Um, the 13th point. Uh, says, the 13th point says, we must help stop gossip and strife. Today's verse tells us that trusting the Lord leads to happiness, and those who heed the word wisely will find good. Honestly, I had to look at this resource twice because the 13th point that tells us to stop gossip and strife doesn't come through the text given here. But if we are to heed God's word wisely and trust him, we would not gossip or cause strife with our fellow man. So as a general principle, we should heed God's word wisely and to find good. Uh, the opposite of strife's bad. <laughs> by by uh, trusting the Lord and, you know, heeding his word wisely. Oh, boy. Anyway, as always, we invite all to go to mtforchrist.org, where we always share insights from prominent Christian theologians and counselors to assist our brothers and sisters in Christ with their walk. Today, we continue sharing from um, Stephen Alford's According to Your Word, morning and evening through the New Testament. And today, Stephen Alford directs us to read Mark chapter 8. And from chapter 8, he shares a part of verse 29, which says, You are the Christ. And Stephen Alford writes, This testimony of Peter was not the result of human reasoning or even imagination, but as the Lord himself says, the revelation of the Father. And what a re revelation it was, for Peter recognized in Christ an anointed prophet, that is to say, a teacher sent from God. He saw in him the way, the truth, and the life. Peter himself said on one occasion, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life in John 6.68. He also found an anointed priest, one sent from God to med mediate between God and man. And he found an anointed king. Peter probably recognized him as king more than in any other capacity. What a revelation Peter must have had. And Stephen Alford ends with the following prayer. You are the Christ, prophet, priest, and king. Amen. That concludes our sharing from our three resources today. Uh, Lent, we're, we're really pressing in in Lent, and uh, we'll be... We'll be, we'll be on this journey for a while. So we appreciate you coming along with us. Um, I have to get on a plane in a few hours. So we're going we're gonna to end in prayer. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing, well, for another day in your kingdom. And uh, Lord, we just thank you for everything you've done for us. We thank you for the goat. We thank you um, 
and ask for you to go before us today to clear our path, uh, to help us and to protect us uh, as we travel today. Uh, Lord, we just pray for anyone who's listening that you'd protect and guide them as well. Um, lead them in the way they should go and bless them and their prayer requests. Uh, and Lord, please go before us, protect us, guide us, and help us to represent you in your kingdom um, no matter where we go. So all we want to do is your will, Lord. We thank you, we praise you, we love you, and we pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.